Jiggy Jaguar radio program, broadcasting live from Hutchinson, Kansas. Call Jiggy right now, 267-22-Jiggy. He's realizing Jiggy Jaguar is better than me. I'm totally serious about that, too. Presenting Jiggy Jaguar. Welcome back to our big broadcast, Coast to Coast, Border to Border, on TuneIn, iTunes, Radio Loyalty, as well. Get a hold of us on 50-plus AM FM stations across the country and around the world. And uh, Michael Connolly with us today. He, of course, wraps up our Friday editions here on our big program each and every week. And uh, Michael represents the United States Justice Foundation. And um, you guys are, are engaged in a lot of different cases that are helping a lot of the veterans across the country. Bring us up to speed on some of the different cases you've been following. Well, we're still working on the veterans' cases, needless to say, and uh, the more and more stuff continues to be uncovered. But now we're bracing for a new onslaught. Uh, I mentioned about three months ago, I predicted in my blog an article that the next step would be for the federal government to go after senior citizens, Social Security recipients, and start disarming them. And we based I based that on information we had seen with new regulations coming out of the federal government, HHS, BATF, and we were fighting those regulations, the implementation of them. Of course, they were all implemented. It, uh, it looked to me at that point like they were gearing up for something new. Well, I was proven right about a month ago where the Los Angeles Times did an article on how they were going to start adding Social Security recipients to the NICS list. That's a National Instant Criminal Background Checklist which means that if you're on that list, uh, you cannot purchase a firearm legally. If you're on that list as mentally defective or being a uh, uh, convicted felon, oh, yeah. those are the criteria. So they started. we started looking at this thing, and we said, okay, here it comes. So members of the House of Representatives wrote to the Social Security Administration demanding to know if this was true. And the letter came back to them yesterday that said, yes, it is. We are going to start putting third-party payees, people who have third-party payees, in other words, the check goes to somebody other than them to administer the funds and to pay their bills. We're going to start putting them on the NICS list, declaring them mentally defective to the point of being a danger to themselves or others simply because they let somebody else pay their bills. Wow. That's the criteria they've been using for the veterans, and they are writing the veterans and saying, okay, we're going to declare you incompetent to handle your own financial affairs because of your mental or physical disabilities. We filed suit against the VA when we first broke this story about three years ago because they wouldn't respond to our Freedom of Information Act request. We wanted to know exactly hmm. what criteria they were using. <laughs> we won the suit. We wow. The suit and we got something incredible. We have a copy of a memorandum between the VA and the FBI, which basically the FBI agrees that any name sent <laughs> by the VA will awesome. go on the list of mentally defective individuals who are mentally defective to the point of being a danger to themselves or others. That is fantastic. Of Iowa, his Judiciary Committee has uncovered the fact that of that category, the people in that category, yes. on the next list, 99.3% are veterans. Holy now smokes. Oh, yeah. Now they're coming after Social Security Administration uh, people or recipients. And here's what they're going to yeah. do, we believe. They're going to write to them and give them the same 
rights, so-called, that they give the veterans. See, there's no due process. The veterans are told, we're going to declare you incompetent, and you have 60 days to convince us otherwise. Now, the due process clause of the Constitution requires that the government prove something like this, not that the veteran or individual has to prove otherwise. That's what they've done to the veterans. That's what they're going to do with the Social Security recipients. And what is a third-party payee, by the way? Most people have, by law, their Social Security checks deposited in their bank accounts. And a lot of them have their bills automatically paid out of those same bank accounts. We have veterans that we are representing. One of them right here in, in the town in Texas, East Texas, where I live. I've got the paperwork. He was declared incompetent to handle his own financial affairs because he has all of his bills automatically paid by the bank every month. And they <laughs> declared him incompetent. Wow. They put him on the list of people who are too mentally defective to be able to handle the, the firearm. Now, is that what they're going to do to Social Security recipients? Because if that's the case, then all of the people out there like me yep. are subject to being put on the next list. Holy smokes! Well, I I will have to say congratulations on uh, on winning that case, and uh, <laughs> that is fantastic that you guys were able to uncover all that information. We've got Michael Connolly with us today from the United States Justice Foundation. He joins us live each and every week around this time to wrap up our Friday edition of the world famous Cheeky Jaguar Radio Program. Now, Michael. Um, as, as we move forward here, where, where, where do you see some of these uh, other cases going that you've been working on? Well, we are, are, of course, working on a lot of cases besides the veterans' cases. But if there are veterans out there or now if you're a Social Security recipient and you're getting your Second Amendment rights taken away, contact me at michael at usjfmail.net, michael at usjfmail.net. And we are representing these veterans and their families at no charge. We're raising the money independently. People can donate to us at usjf.net, but contact us, and we'll work with you on this. Uh, in addition to this, this stuff, we also have been working very hard on the amnesty issue. Uh, living in East Texas, I know all about the, uh, the situation on our Texas border. And, of course, we had a judge, federal judge in Texas, declare that Obama's amnesty program was unconstitutional and illegal because he had not gone through Congress. He could not do it by executive order. Oh, really? We filed a brief with other groups in the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals. The United States Justice Foundation filed a brief with some other groups in which we wanted the Fifth Circuit to uphold that. We won. The Fifth Circuit agreed <laughs> that it was unconstitutional and illegal. And Obama has been ordered not to continue with this program until it's heard by the Supreme Court. He's the, They're ignoring that court order to a great extent. And there now is a possibility that Obama and members of the Justice Department a legal team are going to be held in contempt of court. Wow. Federal, federal court. So we're working on that one. And uh, that's just one of the cases that we're working involving Obama and his executive orders. And we're also very much looking into ways to stop this Iranian treaty because it is a treaty. And yet it's not being treated as a treaty. It's not even being treated as a law because Congress, the leadership acquiesced to basically letting Obama submit it to the Congress. If the Congress votes it down, then he can veto that negative vote, and they have to override it with the two-thirds majority in each, each house. The Constitution, Article 1, Section 7 
says the president can veto, veto legislation passed by Congress. It doesn't say anything about vetoing legislation defeated by Congress. If he's allowed to do this and this is allowed to stand, then conceivably from now on the president can submit a law to Congress, and if Congress votes against it, he can just institute it into law himself unless two-thirds of the Congress votes to, to stop it. That's not what the Constitution says. This is putting the Constitution on its ear, and we're looking to get involved in any litigation that's going to come out up on that point. Wow. Well, Michael, before we let you go, how do the, how uh, can people get a hold of you online and uh, get in touch with the United States Justice Foundation? We go to usjf.net. Uh, that's our main website. If you want to look, read my blog.